All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Collective. I am your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Mike White. Mike, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Dude, I'm, I'm lovely. Happy to be here. So as you guys can see, Michael and I have joined forces to start our own podcast. So um, Mike, if you want to talk a little bit about yourself and what you do and all the, all the yeah. neat shit and the letters in front of your name... So we can kind of get to know you. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know me, my name is uh, Mike White. I own my coaching brand, Gray Matter Training. Um, outside of that, I am currently getting my PhD in nutrition and exercise physiology um, with the goal of being a registered dietitian by the end of that. Uh, before my PhD, I was a division one strength and conditioning coach uh, where I got my master's in nutrition and exercise science physiology. Um, and yeah, I've been into the bodybuilding coaching here for a little, or around two years at this point. Before that, it was more of the strength and conditioning, uh, powerlifting, things of that nature. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm hoping, you know, me and Chris can down the line delve into some more informative topics to help you guys out as far as decision-making um, and having some constructive conversations with your coach as well as your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, Mike and I became friends last year. Um, I think like last spring is when we became buddies and yeah. started kind of collaborating. Like he is, he's one of a handful of people that I've turned to with a wide array of questions as he is just at a level of knowledge base when it comes to certain things that I'm just simply cannot comprehend myself. Um, so yeah, but we, we definitely, I think him and I both have a very similar frame of view on most coaching modalities as far as like our approaches and phys, you know, the whole philosophy that we kind of follow within this. Um, and then I mean, that's really kind of like the general gist as to why we're wanting to do this for you guys. I think ultimately, you know, Mike and I have been involved in the industry for long enough to kind of have our own experience and wisdom to share, but also we're still like young enough to stay in tune with what's kind of actually going on in the industry, right? Because I, I think we have ultimately started to see the, what I refer to as old heads, the OGs of quote unquote coaching are causing a lot of detriment in the industry in certain cases. Um, so yeah. So that's a little bit about Mike, super duper fucking smart, incredibly strong as well. What is your best hip hinge number to date? Um, this summer I did a 675 conventional deadlift for six reps. So I think that's probably my best. <laughs> you, you wait. And I don't, I don't. Uh, at that point, I think it was like 224, 225. That's also, don't do that touch and go bullshit. <laughs> You're going to deadlift, stop at the bottom. We're it's dead stop. Dead. It's, yeah, it's dead lift. You know, it's coming from a dead stop, not I, slamming it off the ground. I have to like have that argument all of the time because I do always caption when I do like stiff like deadlifts. I always caption it at stop. And somebody commented back and they're like, but they are always supposed to be dead stop. And I was like, yes, but people don't understand that, right? It's like, you have to specify at this. I have to specify, at least I choose to, because I'm like, no, this is dead stop, which makes it more challenging as it should be. We don't tap yeah. and go. I, this, the day I stopped doing tap and go deadlifts was the day that my back and posterior chain actually grew pretty quickly. Um, I am not that strong. 
Um, for those who don't know me, which is a lot of you, uh, I am Chris Perry, also known as CP Legs on Instagram. I'm known for screaming fuck you in the gym pretty frequently. Um, I own a coaching business called Die Trying and then a clothing business called Die Trying Lifting Co. Um, I've got two assistant coaches now, which is pretty cool. Um, I started, I grew up morbidly obese. I lost 100 pounds when I was 15 years old. That's when I fell in love with the whole concept of fitness. I realized what it could do for people. Um, and so I just became forever consumed by learning as much as I possibly could. So I self-coached for, I've self-coached for eight of my 10 years in bodybuilding. Um, so I lost hundred pounds when I was 15, gained it all back by the time I was 17 for high school sports. I threw shot, put discus and hammer in high school. Um, hated how I looked, hated how I felt, learned about, the conjugate method of powerlifting and how to track macros. And I lost 80 pounds again. Um, and then went through a lot of injuries, went through a stint of bulimia in 2017, where I got down to 160 pounds. I am six foot one for reference. So I was very tiny. Um, and spent three years reverse dieting and then Basically got talked into doing my first bodybuilding show at the end of 2018. I competed at the Flex Lewis Classic in 2019. Um, I ended up winning the overall. A true novice, novice open an overall. And I said, fuck, I guess I'm good at this. And that's literally why I've bodybuilded since. I've won two overalls. Um, but yeah, I've been coaching since I was 17 um, in some capacity. Um, literally for probably the first two years, I paid people to try my plans I coached for free up until I got my NASM cert when I started training people in person and I started charging like fucking $50 a month or something. So I've been coaching for a long time and and obviously I'm fortunate this is what I do for a living now and I have a, a cool group of people around me doing it too. So um, it's a little bit about me. I don't have fancy letters in front of my name. I dropped out of community college <laughs> after a semester because um, <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous and not what I want to spend my time doing. Um, and I've just like kind of worked my way through. I've done some mentorships, worked with underneath some cool coaches who've taught me a lot. Um, been fortunate to meet a lot of really great people in the industry who have very selflessly given me a lot of knowledge base and, and understanding into coaching. So um, that's me. Um, my best hip hinge is 455 for seven, <laughs> fucking 240. So not quite there, but one day I'll be Mike White strong. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things that you mentioned that I definitely, I think would be a good thing to talk about because, you know, the goal for us here is to just help kind of spread some knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you are an up and coming coach, mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't be charging just yet. So yeah. if you haven't had your, your first few transformations some good client posts, um, charging $300 a month when you don't really have a body of work might not be the best idea, right? So I know Chris said he talked about how he would pay people to try his plans. Um, when I was coming up in the strength and conditioning world, I was an unpaid intern for many years. Um, I think for three and a half years, I was unpaid and I was interning for multiple schools, different organizations um, with different calibers of athletes. I was coaching elementary school, high school, um, division one, uh, college. I had a brief stint working in an Ivy. Um, and I got to dabble a bit doing some like data management 
for some professional athletes, some like really high caliber stuff. Holy shit. Um, and it took me another three years after that to start charging people yeah. for, for training. Um, so that's, that's not me trying to like flex my experience. That's just something I don't want to say for the younger coaches because I'm still a young coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are just getting your feet wet into coaching um, and you don't have a body of work as far as your your client progress is, I would say coach people for free for at least a year. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait till you get 15, 20, 25 people that have made some like really great progress that you can post about before you start charging. So yeah. You can be really smart, be very well read, um, but... I will tell you now, people do not give a shit that I'm getting my PhD. Yeah. Um, some people do, but the majority of people say, well, what are you doing with it, right? So you can be educated. You can have worked under some really great people. But until you show that you can do this well, no one's going to want to pay you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, take take that with, with a grain of salt. Don't just jump into it thinking you're going to be making a ton of money right off the bat um, and, and, and a few topics within that because i think and continue to drive it home like neither of us are trying to gatekeep getting into coaching that's not what this is yeah. oh it's, no yeah, yeah it's a matter of you know like you said it's having transformations right and i listen i fell in love with coaching before it really had coined a term on social media like as mm-hmm. old as that makes me sound i was a coach before coaching was a thing I helped mm-hmm. one of my best friends lose 130 pounds in a year in 2015. And that's when I went, oh shit, like this is because I saw the impact it had on him. And I was like, I want to mm-hmm. keep doing this, right? I didn't even yeah. know that you charged people for this, right? And so I'd write like, because again, I got super into periodization and understanding like, uh, you know, sports performance training and powerlifting. And I was like, just studying all these different methodologies and trying them on myself, but also paying people to try them out on them so I could kind of understand it. And then, like I said, I got out of school and got out of high school, went to college, realized I didn't want to do that. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to go get my NASM and just figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so at that point I was like, okay, well now my time is worth something very marginal amount of money because I was managing workout anytime. So I was making jack shit for pay training people but it gave me the real real world experience that I needed where I did that for like two and a half years where I was coaching, training 50 to 70 people on a weekly basis, every walk of life, right? And having to learn on the go. And then, and here's the other thing to add to it too. Like you're talking about with your degree and everything, like people also don't give a fuck if you win your show. Dude, yeah. I, won, I won the biggest show in the state of Tennessee at 20 years old for the first time and nobody fucking gave a shit. I didn't get clients from it. Nobody yeah. cared. When I won my show in uh, Savannah, Georgia, the Linda Murray Classic, nobody gave a shit. Nobody yep. cared. It means nothing. Just because you stepped on stage, and here's the hypocrisy of this whole sport. You, <laughs> you step on stage being guided by somebody else to get you there and then assume that because you got there through someone else's guidance that you should now guide people to do the same. Granted, yeah. Part of why I stepped on stage was because I was already assisting in prepping people at that point. I'd already put three people on stage by 2018. And one of my friends was like, dude, you need to like go through it to be able to empathize and understand a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fair. So that's literally why I stepped on stage. And then I won. And they'll like, 
I've just done it because I almost feel morally obligated in a sense to continue to step on stage because I know it's a talent that I have that some people don't. Yeah. But that's what I'm getting at is like if you love it for the right reasons, you will be successful as a coach one day, but you need to know that you love it. And doing it for free is the easiest way to know if you love it. And it's taken me – and granted, like I look back and I could have expedited this process – probably by like two or three years. If I gave a shit about marketing, if I gave a shit about actually like business development and scale, like I probably could have been a full-time coach two years sooner than that, but it doesn't matter because I've still gotten here and I'm still producing good results. And now I have coaches underneath me too, which is really cool. So that's the biggest thing is like, if like this can be a very lucrative industry as we all know, but like people can also smell bullshit really quickly. Like right. in this industry, like they, you, you will know if you're actually like supposed to charge $300 a month or not very quickly, like, yep. and, and posting like, and, and this is, I mean, we sort of talked about it, but posting that you only have three spots available is a really subtle <laughs> sign that you're a shitty fucking coach and you shouldn't be doing this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, uh, I, I see time and time again, people hawking like these huge discounts and like they're saying, uh, if you pay for whatever, nine months, I'll give you six for free. It's like these crazy, crazy discounts with coaching. And there's a difference between cutting people a deal because they're paying up front, right? I, I do that. If you want to pay for three months up front, we can work something out. Oh, yeah, if you want to sure. pay a year up front, we'll work something out. But if people are discounting their coaching by 60%, um, really ask yourself what service are you getting? Because the, the reason people can get away with charging a high you know, ticket price for their coaching is you pay a premium price for a premium service. Mm-hmm. And whether that premium service for you is winning a show or it's losing a bunch of weight, improving your relationship with, with food you know, and anything like that, that's what the, the service comes out to. Um, and until you can provide that premium service and have showed time and time again that you can do that, it's really not a good idea to start charging a premium price. I know personally, the first programs I started charging for, I was 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. I think I was 20. And I was doing some powerlifting stuff and I was handling people's diets and training plans for $25 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you got to start somewhere. Um, you know, I do encourage. The, the free coaching. And then once you get to a point, have people pay just a little bit. You don't have to go from $0 to 275 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, having people pay just a bit helps with some buy-in as well, because now they have some financial incentives oh, yeah. wrapped up and they're wanting to follow the plan. Yeah. I think it, it is a trial by fire situation. Like it's, that's how I look at it. Like you have to pay your dues to earn the spot on at this table in a certain sense. And like, we've both been paying them for like a number of years. Right. So, yeah. um, no, I, I mean, I did the same shit where it was like I went from paying people to then I coached for free and then I coached for $25 a month and I coached for 50 and then 75 And it was basically like incrementally I would titrate up $25 like every quarter until mm-hmm. now I'm up to like $300 a month is usually like one of my average packages. But it's like I'll do like same way. Like I'll do – I have signed commitments. If you sign a longer commitment, it lowers your monthly rate. If you do a paid in full, it obviously lowers your investment. Those are my two – deals that I offer to people. And that's it. If I'm like, my thing is 
it would be a discredit to my clients if one day I just post on my story, hey guys, I'm doing coaching for $100 a month. This, this, like if you sign up today, well, okay, they're still at their market value rate and it's the same service right. that I'm providing them. So why should right. somebody get a cheaper service today or a cheaper rate price service if it's the same thing, right? Right. And that's where it's like, okay, if you can't afford my coaching, I have coaches that you can go to that I've mentored that coach a very similar way. You're going to get a similar product at a lower price point. Congratulations. That's your other deal that I offer is work with somebody else. But my value mm. is my value. My clients have perceived that value and they invest in that value. Therefore, I'm not going to disrespect them and also discredit my own value because I'm a used car salesman for fucking brands. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just like yeah. it's this whole sales model of scholarships, giving out scholarships to for coaching and fucking three-week shred challenges back and forth. It's the same coaching model that is used at a certain institute that – I won't NCI, sorry, um, that they use and it produces a lot of backdoor leads. Like you get leads every three months because every three months you're doing a scholarship and those people don't stay and you do another scholarship in three months when people forget you did the last one. But I don't forget because I pay mm. attention to that shit. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, the general gist is like, take your sweet fucking time. Like anything else in this sport, I always preach it. If you love it enough to keep doing it, you'll keep doing it and you'll get where you're supposed to be at some point anyways. So just like, like I've been doing this for a decade. I'm kind of where I'm, I'm happy to be, but it's taken me a decades of work to get here. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, it's like with anything, man, if you just keep putting your, you know, one foot in front of the other and you're going about things in an honest way the whole time. And you're not just trying to make a quick buck. Um, you'll end up where you want to be. I think, I mean, I've gotten caught in this trap. I'm, I'm, I imagine you have as well, where you're like, God damn, I see these other coaches and they have this huge client roster and they charge twice what I charge. Like that would be so cool. Why am I not there yet? But you have to think about the time that gets put in. Um, and also, like, how honest are you as a coach? Uh, mm -hmm. You see a lot of the time there's online coaches where they have a, it's like this copy and paste Instagram bio. Mm -hmm. It's always like, I help uh, busy men lose 20 pounds and improve their confidence in three months. Yeah. If I'm respectfully, if you're a coach like that, you know, fuck off. Um, no, disrespectfully, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> That's just like really scammy copy and paste, uh, you know, generic cookie cutter programs that you're going to be sending out. Mm -hmm. So the watch out for, for stuff like that. And if you are a coach like that, take a minute to like kind of reevaluate why you're in this. Um, it's, it's yes, there's the opportunity to make a lot of money here, but where you're really going to make like an impact is with return clients and people that feel valued by you and people that feel like you actually invest into them. And if you're burning and turning clients over, no one's going to feel like you're investing in them. You want to have some rapport. You want to have long-term clients. Um, having people for a three-month transformation and then they go off, it's not that awesome. No. Uh, I know I get a lot more out of the clients I've had for one, almost two years at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to I've had some people where they work with me for one, two, three months and I never hear from them again. It's like, what, what was the point there? You know? Yeah. There's no, there's no fulfillment in that, man. I've even, I don't know if you've ran into it. I've had people pay me a year in full and never check mm. in with me, never respond to me. Like mm. 
I've had it happen on three occasions in my life. Like most recent was last year. I had this guy pay me $3,000 and literally never checked in with me, right? And I email him every four days and be like, hey, man, you gonna are we going to do this or what's up? And then finally one day he messaged me on WhatsApp and he was like, hey, I want to cosplay as this anime character next year. Do you think we could get me as big as him? And I'm like, you want me to get you as big as a cartoon? No. I mean, that's not basically <laughs> possible, like from a proportion standpoint. But hey, man, like I really want to get started. Let's get going. He's like, ah, it's, it's cool. And I was like, well, you're aware that once I send you the plan, that's day one. You have a calendar year with me. And he was like, yeah, it's cool. Just whenever. And I never heard back from him. And it's like, cool. Thanks for the money, I guess. But like, I want to, like you said, I want to like make a transformation that's everlasting because if I do that, he's going to go tell 20 of his friends and four of them are going to sign up with me and then I can continue the process. Like from a business development standpoint, I'm going to gain more from that, but also from right. like the fulfillment of why I do this, people pay me so I can help them transform. So let me transform right. them, right? Um, but it's just like, I, I'm the same way. I've got clients who've been with me for... I've got a client who's been with me for three and a half years. A lot of them have been with me for – that have been very successful, have been with me for six months to a year and a half is usually that sweet spot. Like we can get yeah. results made quick, but like like the one I just posted today of Callaway, that's seven months of like going through a yeah. health phase, fixing her gut, all those other things. And then now we're in a growing phase and she looks night and day in seven months. Um that's the biggest thing is like kind of knowing a timeline that's realistic for these people – but at the same rate, if this is like your goal is like, I'm going to get rich quick off of this disrespectfully fuck you because <laughs> this, well, this is like somebody to me as someone who's come from a history of eating disorders, your relationship with food to me is probably one of the most important relationships that you could ever have. And right. you are taking that and their mental and hormonal and physical health and mental health and you've got it in your hand and you don't care about it, right? right. You don't give a shit about it. So it's like disrespectfully, fuck you, because that's not okay, right? Because I've I've seen people get ruined by coaches, like mentally and physically ruined by coaches, because people don't realize like the impact that you can have on somebody, and you're doing it just to make an extra two fifty a month. It's like go do anything else other than right. that, or learn how to do this, because like, like at the end of the day, if you like if you're you know, I help left-handed Capricorns lose 12 pounds in six weeks. Like if you're one of those motherfuckers and that's the demographic, you're going to attract a demographic of very like introductory level people. It is not hard to get an introductory level person in a good shape. It is right. very simple. To me, it's very simple. So at yeah. least learn how to do what you're trying to do because it's not hard if you've got a set of eyes and an IQ higher than a rat turd to figure out <laughs> how to get Joe Schmo, who's a left-handed Capricorn, to lose 12 pounds in six weeks, right? right. But no, I'm the same way. I see that bio, and I'm like, God. well, it's also, two, you're, you're literally typecasting yourself as a coach, so now you're only going to attract left-handed Capricorns. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'll work with fucking anybody. I've got a client. The youngest client I've got is 14. The oldest I've had is 67. I will work with anybody. I do not care. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, in a similar vein of, of things, there's also these a lot of coaches that are like the copy and paste kings and queens. Right, right now, I have two clients that I think, Chris, you know who I'm talking about, that have come to me from – the same coach at different times 
And every time I start working with someone, I ask like, send me your most recent diet, uh, supplement list, blood work. If you take PEDs, send me what you have used, uh, what you're currently using. Um, and you know, pretty much everything. And mm -hmm. both times that I've had, actually, there's more than two times actually now, I've had someone come from this coach. It's the same exact training plan. Uh, it's a, and it's not even like a, a similar split. It's the same document getting sent to every single client. And then the diets are all identical except for the amounts of food. Like the meal timing is identical. The food source selection is totally identical. The only thing that'd be different between the clients is the amount. And even then the amount difference was like very minimal. It'd be like five grams of green beans would be different. Um, so if, if you feel like you're having a coach that's doing that to you as well, it might be time to reevaluate that, that coaching relationship. And if you are a coach that's doing that, realize like you are seriously damaging people's health. Like I've gotten blood work from uh, clients from this guy. And I, got, I remember seeing one where it's this guy that was eight weeks post-show. He had fully reversed, um, mm -hmm. he wasn't on any PEDs and his liver enzymes were in the three and four hundreds. Um, and his blood glucose is like 145 you know, and he's yeah he's like this lean guy he's obviously not like your classical type 2 diabetic as far as body composition um but he had all these like terrible terrible health markers his blood pressure was like 150 over like uh 95 like just this terrible stuff and then when he told said coach about it i said i don't know go talk to your doctor and just left it at that damn um, so yeah, just realize like, yeah, bodybuilding coaching is fun. Coaching is really a good time, but it is quite serious. There are some pretty serious ramifications in our decision making. So don't make them lightly. Yeah, I no, I've dude, I've the more I'm in it, and the more plans I get sent, the more appalled I truthfully get. I've seen <laughs> plans written in notes apps that make no good goddamn sense that are someone's paying three hundred bucks for because it's a pro that wrote it, quote unquote. But like, I, I have a guy, um, Jonathan. Who, who I've been working with for a few months now. And when he came to me because of his like previous coaching, ex like people that he dealt with, um, like he was like diabetic, like he's pre-diabetic. His blood glucose was like averaging 118, like consistently. And mm -hmm. I was like, and he showed me what he was eating and it wasn't jack shit at all. Mm -hmm. and it was also because like it, there was PD abuse that was definitely pushed on him as well. Um, and like we've gotten his blood glucose down to like, 83 on average without having to use metformin or anything. And I was actually growing and responding. He's like, dude, I just don't understand it. And I was like, well, like, have you ever had a coach give a fuck about your biofeedback and talk about like hunger cues and stuff? And he was like, no, he had told me that one of his coaches that he had had in the past, his blood pressure got up to like 160 over a hundred somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the coach's response was, you're a big guy. Your heart's got to work a little bit harder to push that blood around. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's not okay. Oh that is not okay. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and, and here's the deal. Like, I look at certain things and like, snapshots, right? Because if you were to, like, at times look at my blood work or my plan or whatever it is from like previous preps at two weeks out, it's not pretty to see what's going on. Right. Like right. body bodybuilding is not healthy in certain stints of life. But like when, if you're a coach, like, and over time that is the reputation that you've earned, you have earned it for a reason. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like you have done this to many people. So it's like there, there's a time and a place for, you know, obviously we want to do everything as we can as coaches to proactively, you know, prevent bad blood work to prevent this from happening. But like there are certain cases where I guarantee it like two weeks out, if I got my blood work done, it wouldn't have been the prettiest to fucking see. Right. But it's after the fact, obviously cleaning that up and fixing it and, and keeping it healthy is what matters. But you hear about people, I'm like, like, you know, I, I'm working with uh, this coach right now, I'm mentoring her and we were going through blood work and stuff yesterday. And she had a girl who like, she couldn't figure out why like her A1C was fucked up and her blood glucose or insulin and everything else. And I'm reading through the blood work that the doctor told her was fine. And it said very literally clearly over her elevated LH that she had PCOS. And I was like, there's your answer. Now we know how to yeah. fix it. So it's like even like the medical realm, dude, it's like there's still negligence that occurs at the right. end of the day, you know? Yeah, I, it can be tough um, when you are navigating some of the, the client coach relationship stuff. Um, generally, though, like I found this um, – if you are reaching out to other coaches to review your blood work, your plan, your progress consistently, that's probably a good sign that you need to move on from your current coach. I know I was doing that to, uh, to Chris last year yep. and that's, and lo and behold, I ended up moving on to another coach who's a, a better fit for me now. Um, and there's nothing wrong with changing coaches. It's not like, an, it's not like a, a breakup with a girlfriend or anything where you can never speak to each other again. Just sometimes a coach can only take you so far and then it's time for you to move on. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I, and I think that's something that we all struggle with. Like as a coach, I've been bummed when people have left me. Um, but at the same rate, it's like when it comes down to the game of adherence and trust, if you aren't bought into what I'm doing, that's okay. Like I'd rather just send you to somebody who might align with your ideals or your thought process or whatever better. Um, and kind of go from that. Um, I do always tell people like, at least give your coach like a little bit of time to try to figure things out. Right. But if it's yeah. fundamentally, you can find, you'll know pretty, and this is why I always like preach to people too, like schedule a consultation call with this person, ask their clients like for referrals and testimonials. Like you, you, you as the consumer have the full power to do those things. And if you ask a coach questions or ask for a consultation call and they say no, they probably aren't the person for you, right? Like if you ask right. a coach any question and they get defensive, you, you're not in the right place. Right. Yeah. If, if someone can't um, explain to you their reasoning behind a decision, that's not a good sign. I had a, a mentor of mine um, when I was in the strength and conditioning realm, um, Dr. Christian Carter. He's one of the smartest people that I've ever been able to communicate with. I had the privilege of working under him for five years. And when I was up and coming, he would review all my workout plans that I would write for the sports teams that I was um, coaching. And one of his things that he really, really drilled into my head was if you can't give me a solid explanation for your decision-making, you're making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you ask a coach, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And they can't give you like a thoughtful response, then they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, 100%. And we've all been victim of that before, which sucks. So I think that's yeah. 
one of the biggest things that we want to try to help all of you with is, you know, making the right decision, informing you as best as we possibly can. Um, and yeah, as you guys see, this is going to be a lot of rabbit holes. There is very <laughs> little, very little planning going into this other than we're just shooting the shit and talking. So, um, we appreciate everybody that has listened to the first episode of the collective. We love all of you. Um, as we're coming to an end, Mike, where can they find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, you can follow me. Um, my handle is at mike.ryan.white. If you want to shoot me an email, ask me a question. Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. My email is mike at graymatter.training. Cool. And you can find me at cp.legs. We'll tell that story as to how I got that name one day. Or you can find me on Team Die Trying on Instagram as well. Um, or you can email me at trainedbycp at gmail.com. So, yeah, until the next time, guys, we love and appreciate you. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. Let your friends know. Repost us. Tag us. Tell us what you think. And, yeah, thank you for listening to The Collective. Cool. Thank you, guys.